0: You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts, episode 11. I'm your host, Al, with me as always, my better half, Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi?
1: I'm doing
2: good. I'm just kind of glad you don't call me your beautiful assistant.
0: Well, you wouldn't be my assistant. You are the co-host. You are not lesser than me.
2: I know. That's why I was saying that.
0: Okay. Well, here we are, another night, um, uh, another podcast. Uh, We survived a holiday weekend, and um, here we are, episode 11.
2: Was it really technically a holiday weekend?
0: I guess not. The holiday fell on Thursday, so it wasn't really on the weekend, but I took Friday off, so to me, it was a holiday weekend.
1: This is true.
2: I didn't have Friday off.
0: No, you didn't. You had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off.
2: (laughs) Counting. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Anyway, should we jump right into it tonight?
2: I think we should jump right into all it right. tonight.
0: All right. I am going to bring our first story. I'm um, warning you right now, this is not going to be a super long story. You may even wonder when I get to the, towards the end of it, you may even wonder why in the heck is he bringing this? This isn't funny <laughs> or all that interesting. It's,
2: it's not for interest? Well, part Were of it. Were you slacking on your research? No, I time? wasn't. I wasn't slacking on my
0: research. It just caught my eye. It just, I might not understand why until after I kind of get through it and explain maybe not. I well, see.
2: I see a word, so I think I get it.
0: Okay. Anyway. Um This is from the 4th of July weekend. This happened on the night of the 4th of July.
1: Oh.
0: Um. In I don't know, what city is it in. It's in somewhere in uh, the state of Virginia. <laughs> I don't remember what city it was in. <laughs> Chesterfield County.
1: Woohoo,
2: And that's not even a city. That's just a yeah. county.
0: Uh, Virginia Dad. Oh, wait, no. That, that's okay. That totally ruined it. We're not starting it like that. <laughs> I know this is going to sound really stupid. But
2: you just did. I
0: know. Anyway.
2: You can't do take-backs.
0: I just did. And I can edit it out if I want to. I probably won't, but, you know.
2: No, because I just said you can't do take-backs.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On Thursday evening. Um uh, a Virginia dad fired warning shots and brawled with a naked woman who called herself the devil.
2: Oh my god. After
0: she allegedly broke into the family's home on their first night living there.
2: What was she smoking?
0: That I don't know. Uh The violent com- confrontation happened in Chesterfield County evening of the 4th of July. Uh The Virginia family says a naked woman
2: <laughs> hopefully there were no like four-year-olds
0: broke into their home Uh, And this is the same night, their first night in the house. (gasps) The female suspect was naked with blue hair and a ponytail, broke into the family's home, refused to leave, telling them, I am the devil. The dad of the family fired 39 warning shots at the intruder. Didn't
2: even scare her. But she
0: was undeterred. Um, A brawl broke out between the woman and the family, including their 12 year old son. Uh, Punches and furniture were thrown about. Uh, The fight ended after the 12-year-old shoved a wrench into the intruder's neck. Um, According to the dad, she had the strength of four grown men.
2: Definitely on
0: something. Uh, Yes, 100%, I'm sure, on something. Uh, Both the dad and the intruder were hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries, um, and a GoFundMe account was set up to repair the damage to the home.
1: That's
2: crazy.
0: What blew my mind was the 39 warning shots and nobody died. That's amazing. They were,
2: I'm sure he shot oh, at yeah. the air. I'm
0: sure he did. I, mean, I saw some pictures and the walls are just covered with bullet holes. You know, I'm sure he wasn't trying. Obviously, he wasn't trying to shoot at her. But after, I can't imagine very many people that would fire 39 warning shots. This guy had some patience.
2: He probably, well, he probably wasn't really scared of her. Like she's naked, you could tell yeah, she's probably on something. And it's but I mean, like... he
0: said she had the strength of four grown men. I but mean, but did he
2: really want to kill her? Well, no, I, no,
0: I don't think she wanted to. But I can't say that I wouldn't have killed her in this situation. Like trying to protect your family, first night in the home, warning shots are great, but after oh my that,
2: God, first night in the home too. I
0: don't know if I would have.
2: I would be up late the second night, like. Next, exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. I just, I, I, I give kudos to this father for having the wherewithal to not shoot to kill.
2: So, did she used to own the home?
0: I really have no idea. They had, they were not releasing the names or any information on the intruder at all. So, water. Um, I'm guessing. I mean, it's Fourth of July. Guessing some kind of drugs. And or alcohol are involved in the situation. You know, maybe a party going on. Well, and still,
2: but I'm thinking sometimes... Not always. Never mind. But guess it could have been a
0: squatter. Like, somebody who had owned the home prior and didn't want to give it up. That's possible.
2: But you might think, too, somebody who owned the home and you're all messed up in your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you go into this house thinking it's still yours. Yeah. And not remembering you moved out.
0: Yeah. That's, that's very possible. Like, like I said... The reason this caught my eye was the 39 warning shots. I have never heard of a, I thought
1: it was of any boring. kind
0: of break-in that, that, that had 39 warning shots and did not end with a bullet going into anybody. That's <laughs> maybe, amazing.
2: Maybe Virginia prosecutes, even if it's trespassing.
0: That's true, they might. I, I mean, if it was Florida, they, they, would, they would use a standard ground law, and they won't even have to enter your home. They just have to come at you. Uh, Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I just Here, thought it was amazing. Thirty nine warning shots.
2: I thought it was with the word "devil" in the title because I
1: read that. Oh uh, no, <laughs> that was, that was just, that she
0: was just just screaming that she was the devil. You weren't gonna, and you know she wasn't gonna leave the home. So I feel bad for that family. They do have a GoFundMe account set up. Um, ever, hopefully, they raise a little bit of money to repair the bullet holes in the home.
2: If I ever scream at you, I'm the devil. Just know I've completely lost my shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to lock me up. (laughs) Call the psych ward. I am
0: waiting for that day.
2: It'll never happen. (laughs) (laughs) I might jokingly go, I'm the devil. (laughs) But you'll never get crazy rage, I'm the devil.
0: Okay, well that's good. Well, Well,
2: if you do, you know, it's time. Time for me to go.
0: (laughs) I will remember that. Well that was my first quick little story on uh, on some gunshots that I thought was
1: interesting.
2: Well, my next story, I have about six, seven pages. All right. <laughs> so this was my a little bit of research. So I'm gonna give, okay. give you this little page of pictures to look at. And I'm gonna give you this little page of pictures to look at, and I'm gonna post a few of these pictures. I'm also gonna post the link to the website, the Ford Henry or the Henryford.org web. The link for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like, you know, it might be interesting to do ghost town type thing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of Portlandia, Brazil. No. Neither did I. This looks
1: kind of cool. And
2: I came came across it. It's not really a, a ghost town though, because people still reside there. That worked there when they had this open. It's just the okay. Americans who built this. And we're managing it. No longer, no longer. live there. Mm-hmm. So, um, Landia It's in the Amazon jungle, and it's already, according to this, it's already swallowed the winding Brook Golf Course, um, and the cemetery part of that. It's left behind stockpile of concrete crosses, a hundred bed hospital. Some no of these pictures look like droids. they're right out of
0: like the apocalypse, like. Like, it's some movie where it's all overgrown. There. And it looks
2: good. I don't know if you see the house in there. Yeah. It's in tip-top condition because yeah. somebody's living somebody's in living there.
0: Somebody's living in that one. That
2: and is. there was a quote in here. It stated um, that Americans may not know how to manage and run things, <laughs> but they sure know how to build things to make them last. Hmm. And that Interesting. was... Trump is this a cemetery? like Yep.
1: With all the- a cemetery and there over. were
2: people that lived there and died there um, from America. We'll get to that though. But um this was more or less built because um in the 20th century the Netherlands and England had dominated the world market for rubber. Okay. So this is obviously when cars are becoming a thing and now rubber is a little bit more into demand than before. Um so they got all their rubber. From the east, in like India,
1: okay,
2: and India actually got their just a brief little history here on rubber plant trees. Um, they took seeds from Brazil actually, and brought them over to India and got those planted and got that that industry going over really? there. Really, that's kind of cool. Is that? that isn't
0: that's that's cool.
2: And that's because there's a specific rubber tree that is needed to make the rubber that they want. Okay. So so Ford decided he is going to take over the rubber industry as well. Okay. So Brazil was known for the rubber trees. Um, Nobody had control of rubber down there or were making rubber down there. So he worked with the Brazilian government and he bought a plot of land that he turned into Fordlandia. Okay. So Everything was set up there. There were workers, laborers there that were um, from the Amazon that worked there, Brazilians. And then the management were the Americans that came in to run the place. Okay. So, more or less is...
0: A little little town set up to support this guy's rubber industry, basically.
2: Yes. And it wasn't as big of a success as he was hoping for. Um, It didn't... Profit as well as he was thinking they weren't able to make the rubber. I mean, they did get some rubber out of it, and this is back in God knows how long ago. So they made two hundred and fifty thousand a year. He dumped twenty million into making yeah. this place. Yeah, that's not
0: getting your you know getting your return on your investment if uh, you spent twenty million dollars.
2: No, and he also had like a food, um, like a cafeteria where he fed all the workers, but he gave them oatmeal, canned peaches. And there was one other thing I can't remember off the top of my head, but it wasn't, and rice. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like, I would be going crazy. Like, no, this isn't that, I need Mm -hmm. more substance. I need, I mean, oatmeal, there's not much. Yeah, you need more than so. At some point, the Brazilians kind of fought back. They were like, no, we're not, they rebelled. Mm -hmm. And it scared off the Americans because... They're in another country. They're not in America. And
0: And with the mass of, I can imagine all the Brazilians and the workers, imagine there was a lot more of them than there were Americans managing them. And the workers kind of revolt and it's.
2: (laughs) It scared them off and they lived in the jungle for a little bit. There were people that were management that came and it was the culture shock thing where they came here, there's humidity in the jungle Mm -hmm. that you're not used to. there's like all these tropical fevers that they have yeah. that we don't have. Um, one guy came there, buried three of his own children, I read in here, because they caught something like mm-hmm. malaria or something Just like that. imagine the bugs
0: that we've never seen in your life. That well, it's like
2: malaria. Yeah. We could get that up here because of mosquitoes. Of mosquitoes. Yeah. But that's not common down in the jungle. I couldn't imagine. Oh, yeah. Like, no. So, huh. but yeah, there's. I'm going to post the link, but I got most of my findings off of Wikipedia. And there was one other article, and I'm pretty good at writing down my resources, and I didn't on this. Um shame, shame. Well, I did get some off of Wikipedia. I found some off the FordHenry.org website that I'm going to post on here. But hmm. it more or less ended with World War II, which he kept it going during World War II. And it was because the US was cut off from India and England and all of them from mm-hmm. the rubber. So they weren't getting it. And they weren't able to produce what was needed in Brazil either. Okay. And that's kind of, I think that was where, from now that I'm looking over this again, that's where he drew the conclusion that this it. just wasn't worth it.
0: This is really like seeing pictures of like the. It's just, it's a, it looks like a ghost town. Like a, it looks like. But
2: people live there. no yeah.
0: And like, I mean, there's even some people in some of the pictures here. But yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I'd love to see something like that someday.
2: That would be cool. Would be I awesome. would like to go to an actual ghost town where no one resides there. And it's just these buildings that are just run down. And yeah. that would be interesting. I mean, this is interesting, too. That's why I brought it to the table this mm. week. Because I was like, whoa, I've never heard of this probably never heard of this
1: yeah I've never heard of anything like that for sure Hmm.
2: but that's what that was my first story awesome
0: well my second story is
1: also a bucket list item uh
2: oh what if I what what if I don't
1: want to go I don't know maybe we won't go but but I think it would be right up your (laughs) alley fill it Tur- tourists are going gaga
0: for Japan's poop museum.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> this
2: is like on our way to Colorado at the border of Nebraska and Colorado. You stop at the store and they're selling faces. And they were calling them chip people. I don't remember exactly what they called them, but it was poop.
1: It was yeah, like okay, they
2: yep. and they had but, uh, eyes. See,
0: this isn't that. This is definitely not that. There is no actual poop in the poop museum. So,
2: does it talk about color?
0: The Japanese culture has um, got a large fan of colorful things that look like poop. I have some pictures here. I'll, what? I, I, I pulled up some pictures. This, these are some pictures from the poop museum. We're,
2: we're going to have to post these on Facebook. Um, <laughs> oh my god, this is almost like the unicorn.
0: Yeah, the, the poop is artificial, um, nothing that would be in a toilet. It comes in twisty ice cream and cupcake cake shapes and sizes. Um, uh, little poop shaped erasers with faces and other small items have long been popular, collected by children in Japan, sometimes by older folks. Uh, so um, they decided to open up this, this museum with poop everywhere. And in all kinds of different shapes and colors. You actually, when you first get there, to the museum, there's a toilet that you sit on, and you're supposed to oh, you're supposed to say a word. You're supposed to say unko, which is Japanese for um, "poop," as loud as you can. And then uh, a, a poop that a souvenir poop that you can take home with you appears in the toilet.
1: And
2: oh my god!
0: <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Um,
2: Looking at these pictures, just so I can kind of describe what this poop. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, if anyone saw the poo emoji, clearly it yeah. looks like that. It's, yeah. But I don't know why it's now triggering in my head. Do you know where the poop emoji most likely came from? No idea. Somebody with a mind like mine. Because I'm looking at it with all these shapes and colors. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking poo. No. You know what I'm thinking? Dairy clean ice cream cone.
0: That one of the things in the one of the articles I read described the poo as like soft serve ice cream.
2: But... I think somebody colored it brown or was eating chocolate ice cream one day, and they were like, doesn't this kind of look like shit? And that's how Poop Emoji came along. I can guarantee you.
0: It I wouldn't surprise me. wouldn't surprise I'm me at such all. such
2: a genius. Um,
0: this museum did, did just recently open this spring. In the first month, they had over 100,000 visitors to the Poop Museum. Uh, of course, they have a, um, a gift shop where you can buy all kinds of poop-themed uh, souvenirs. Um, there are also, there's a soccer video game that you use a controller to kick poop into a goal inside the museum. Um, there was like a whack-a-mole game where poop pops up and you gotta <laughs> push it down. I just thought it was really like, it's one of these things that I was just like, holy cow.
2: And you're over to there going, this. she's gonna love this. Yeah, that's she's my first thought. My
0: first this. thought is she's gonna love this. Look at the poop museum, right up your alley. <laughs> what?
2: Well, of course, it's right up my alley. I'm trying to get it out of my alley. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I, 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 was,
0: I was excited to bring something that was kind of funny, but that could actually be visited and wouldn't have to be educational because um, most of our trips are educational to and allowed. They
2: the colors of poop and what it means?
0: Uh, it has nothing to do with real poop. I don't think they talk about it well, at they all.
2: they could have pink poop on there.
0: Um, they could. What's
2: the flavor of Oh, it did. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, I also was
0: reading that um, in Japan, poop jokes have gotten like extremely popular.
2: I've started this. They must have watched my
0: channel. <laughs> <laughs> there's even, um, I guess, there's even like a, a sitcom that's on primetime television, and the whole point of the sitcom is to help teach people how to talk about their farts. Like it's it's this culture that's. <laughs>
2: They're interesting probably, that's I for sure run right in there and tell them if you don't need to be taught this you just talk about it like it's normal You're like
0: it's normal talk about it like it's normal then it's no big deal <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh anyway uh, we, we can add the poop museum to the bucket list if we ever happen to go to,
2: to Japan that that would be fun I don't know if we'll ever go to Japan because if I have to fly that far across the ocean one we're going to stop in Hawaii on the way there of course Um, but. My big adventure for going across the Pacific is is of course New Zealand. Yes.
0: So So, we can't go to Japan unless we've been to New Zealand.
2: Or we could like
0: go or the way way back.
2: Well first we have to stop at New Zealand because Lord forbid we like die in the Pacific Ocean and we're never found Mm -hmm. again. It happens.
0: No, it it does. We could end up unlost. You know, the T V show from I, Ten, I, years ago. I, I <laughs> 10 years ago, whatever.
2: I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that idea. Granted, it would be kind of fun to live there, but I would be one that died right away with the machine. We'd hear the clicking, yeah. and I'm like, it's a smoke monster. That,
1: yeah. yeah, no,
2: no.
0: Anyway, so that's uh, an addition to our bucket list. What have you got for your second story?
2: We could, if we're going that far out, we could put Landia on the bucket list. We could. I'm
0: totally right, kidding. As well.
2: I want to go to the rainforest one day, but, you know, it's not my top priority.
0: I don't want to go there like the girl from a few weeks ago did, that you talked about. She where was she, leaving
2: you know, there. She lived there. Her parents.
0: Well, she ended up there for, for a lot longer than she wanted to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, well, my second story is my short, short story.
1: Okay.
2: So, and my third story will be my longest story. Same here. Unless you have half of it. Back.
0: There's no way I have half.
2: If you don't have another short story. I don't
0: have another short story.
2: Then you don't. So, okay. So, my second story is, of course, from Florida.
0: Of course. Everything I, weird comes from Florida.
2: How do you know it was weird?
1: I don't know.
2: And it kind of follows up. from Florida. It follows suit, kind of, sort of, with your last story. Okay. So, this is kind of, like, worked in real well. So, Florida woman arrested for kicking and scratching gassy husband for farting in bed. <laughs> Literally arrested.
0: Arrested.
2: Yes, this happened uh, December twenty second of two thousand fifteen. So this was quite a while yeah, ago. Two years ago. But as you had mentioned, I'm one of those gross girls that has no problems talking about her gas. So
1: yes.
2: Or pooping in the bathroom.
0: Well, that's where most people poop. <laughs> In that is where
2: most people... Most
0: people just don't videotape themselves when they're doing it. Whatever.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Perfect for YouTube. What can I say? <laughs> so, anyways, a uh, Florida woman arrested for kicking and scratchy, gassy husband, um, Donna, 55, was arrested after she got a physical confrontation with her husband for passing gas. Um, a Florida woman smelt it and then dealt her husband a beating after he repeatedly passed gas in bed. Oh my gosh <laughs> um, she's facing mis or she was facing misdemeanor, battery charges after she elbowed, scratched, and kicked her husband Donald on December eleventh inside her port, St. Luca, Florida, home according to Florida cops. Um, can
0: you imagine being a cop going on that call? Like, <laughs>
2: this is Florida. That's. I, I pulled another story, but I went with this one. I'm saving the other story for another time because okay. that's even a little bit more crazier than this one. But this was pretty good. <laughs> so that's um, insane. Yep, but she elbowed her husband after he farted in bed in the middle of the night, and eventually kicked him out. The police. Re-
0: Police report Is that. he asleep
2: at this time when she started this? I'm assuming it? he's oh asleep gosh. and she was like when you snore and you yeah. get nudged like you're snowing, snoring really loud. Yeah. Um. So when he returned to bed though he continued to cut the cheese. I love how they word this. Um, <laughs> she kicked and scratched her husband and the off the beat blog reported I don't The off the bee. I don't know what blog that is, but this is coming from the New York Daily News. Okay. Um, Dawn stated she asked Donald several times to stop passing gas in bed. (laughs) He just
0: didn't listen. Um,
2: And then he suffered six to five inch scratches on his chest, and his t shirt was ripped in three places from the altercation. Um, Donald was restraining his outrageous wife, and her lip got split open in the process. Um And she even said, he did not punch me. He was restraining me, and somehow my lip got split open. And I'm sure mm-hmm. his lip finger probably just well, went I'm straight sure. across yeah. her lip if she was clawing <laughs> at him and ripping Coming me. at
0: you like a crazy lady. At least she wasn't screaming, I'm the devil, but...
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Was her name Dawn? Mm-hmm. Don and Donald? That's kind of funny. Sorry. Don and Donald. <laughs> that is kind
2: of that,
0: funny. That's a match made in heaven. Perfect couple. Don and Donald. Donald farts and Don beats him up for it. <laughs> that's hilarious. wonder how much time... Wonder if, I'm sure she didn't get... I should have looked it up because this is back
2: in 2015. I'm going to look up public records.
0: Yeah, I'm sure if, if, if they actually went forward with the charges, I'm sure it was just a, a fine, maybe a little community service or something.
2: I do find that hilarious. That though. is
0: that is crazy. It's...
2: Could you imagine, like me beating the crap out of you over ripping gas?
0: It would probably be the other
1: way around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you were surprised that first time I ever gave you yeah. your first
1: touch oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's how you knew you loved me. Yeah, I,
0: I knew I knew it was true love. <laughs>
2: These poor people listening are like, "Oh my god, too much information."
0: That's okay. So is that all we have about the couple being?
2: That was my short story. Awesome! Don't you awesome. love how I can make short stories really long?
0: You're pretty good at that. And this is when I said my third story was long. I don't know if it's really long. It's just my most interesting story in
2: my <laughs> mind today. So in your mind, this is the one that you're you're willing to talk about.
1: Kind of, even though there's not all that much to say. (laughs) Anyway, have you ever heard of Steve Commissar? No. What Brett champion?
2: No.
0: Uh, David Crane?
2: No.
0: Okay. These are all the same person. (laughs) Okay. And he just got out of jail um, in April. Did 15 years for, um, because he's a con man.
2: Well, I kind of figured after you gave me three names, of <laughs> the same person. <laughs> His
0: real name is Steve Commissaire.
2: Um, Wait, is he from Colorado? No,
0: he's from Beverly Hills. Okay, from I'm California. Sure. He um.
2: As long as he didn't say he's Richard here, we're good.
0: He was committed of a variety of different frauds. Um, he or he's convicted of a variety of different frauds. He was convicted in 1983, 1990, 1994, and 1999. 1999 being the last time sentenced to 15 years, actually ended up doing a little longer, and just recently was Ooh, released. he didn't get go
2: for good behavior? No, he didn't. Ooh, he must have conned a few people in The jail. amazing part
0: is he has 1 million Twitter followers. What? He has over a million subscribers on YouTube. He used to be an actor. Kind of. Kind of a B-list background well, type actor.
2: Con artist.
0: But all these, Twitter, all, all these Twitter followers and YouTube viewers are recent obviously, because that didn't exist 15 years ago when he got locked up. No. He wants to make a comeback. I tried to do a <laughs> bunch of research on what exactly this guy did, and it's very hard to find it. Well,
2: what was his real name?
0: Steve Commissar. And, and
2: was that even the name he used for acting?
0: No, it wasn't.
2: So that's probably
0: And I know. wasn't looking for what he did for acting. I was looking for what he did for crimes. Oh. He has done a very... Him and his publicist have done a very good job... Editing is editing his Wikipedia page and like keeping like there there's I looked there was like 17 articles in 17 different newspapers and websites and they all said the same thing and it was all you could tell written by a publicist. Like, yeah.
2: Public record. Yes. That's all we need to do. No,
0: I yes, that's very easy to find. But anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit. The first con he pulled is how I came across him. Because I thought it was a brilliant con
2: <gasps> and I would. Were like to pull you uh oh? You can't con people, I'm sorry. No, I'm not
0: very good at it. But
1: his first You're con... not
2: very good at it. You've tried.
1: Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> no. So how do you know you're not very good at it? I'm
0: not very good at a lot of things that I've never tried. <laughs> you usually have to try things to get good at, good at them. <laughs> anyway, one of his first cons he pulled, um, he took a, a bunch of ads in magazines back in the early 80s, late 70s, um, and it was kind of the back of the magazine section. Sometimes there'd be like fortune teller ads or things like that.
1: Uh-huh. And he took out and an ad. Stocks.
0: He took out an ad selling a solar powered clothes dryer for forty nine ninety five.
2: So your solar powered clothes he dryer would had send to be them, outside or in an upstairs room. I'm assuming he would with a window.
0: Send them eight feet of clothesline.
2: Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: I thought that was genius. <laughs> it's but not was, really like,
2: lying. <laughs>
0: it's you're drying it with the power of the sun by hanging it on the line. I don't know. But that was like one of his first early cons that he pulled. How much did he? $49.95.
2: Jesus.
0: <laughs> in, God, I
2: wish I was that smart.
0: In the 90s,
2: that means. when he's How calling
0: hard. himself Brett Champion, he was on The View, Dateline, um, wrote a book called America's du- Guide to Fraud Protection.
1: Oh, he was a securities expert that
0: was protecting people. At the same time, he was going by the name of David Crane um, of Beverly Hills um, Investment Shop. And he was conning old people in the Midwest out of their life savings to invest in casinos in Europe that didn't exist. Oh. So he's on TV as this fraud prevention expert. And at the same time, he's committing frauds, and that's how he ended up in his last stint in jail. Um, and according to his sentence, he is not allowed to ever use these aliases ever again and can never advertise himself as a any kind of fraud prevention
2: so expert ever again. The, the book. Yes. Did, did it explain what was safe, and then did he call these older people stating this was safe because he was on the view?
0: Actually, the book, um, the book didn't Really, state what was safe, but the book is considered by experts to be one of the best books you could read if you don't want to be taken for fraud. He wrote a really good book, like it's he's obviously because obviously really he good at what he was doing. What to
2: watch for and
0: the book is still used to this day to teach people about uh, fraud prevention.
2: Okay,
0: so yeah, he. Uh, so it was
2: a legit book.
0: It was a legit book. Yes. Okay. Um, and now he he's out. He is looking for work as an actor. Um, he is asking for people like he wanted. He wants help from people like Mark Wahlberg, who spent a little bit of time in jail in his life, and he figured he would understand. I don't oh know my why, God. but he does have somehow, some way, he has mustered up a million Twitter followers and a bunch well, of YouTube.
2: It's interactive. It in, it, you it want is to kind of keep tabs on this guy, like
0: this is true. This is true. But he's he wants to make a comeback.
1: He's in his you know late sixties. Figures he can still be an actor.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm sure you can con his way into that. I'm
0: sure. Steve Commissar. I actually watched a couple of uh videos on YouTube of uh I think I think it was Dateline that I saw him on. Um and this is back in you know late late nineties. It was just it, it was kind of weird knowing, you know, watching this video knowing that at this time this guy was, you know, conning people out of their life savings. Like the that was the last guy he conned that he went to prison for was uh, an Iowa man. He conned him out of $150,000 uh, basically his whole retirement fund I and wish he should
2: I had
0: $150,000. Yeah, me too. How do you
2: even live on that in retirement nowadays?
0: Well, this wasn't nowadays. This was, you know, 20 years ago. Mm. A little different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Anyway, that is uh, that was my favorite story of the week. That was I was very interested in, in this con man. Like I said, what caught my eye was the the solar po- solar-powered clothes
1: dryer. I thought that was amazing.
2: Well, I have two parts to this. Okay. However, we'll see how far the first part gets. Okay. And I may save the second part for next time. Maybe
1: a 2 be continued.
2: It won't be a 2 be okay. continued. It's like my two stories in one type okay. thing again. Except, okay. So the, when I was kind of researching, I was a little worried that you might find this. So I quickly found something else to go with it, just in case. And I was like, oh, I'll just like... Because this is from July 4th. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, recent news. He may actually come across this, and it's kind of interesting, at least to me anyways. Okay. So, and this isn't the first time I've heard of this happening, but this is the first time recent news. So, Indian man wakes up at own funeral just before being buried. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Just uh, the headline. Like... Okay? Yeah. I didn't see this. I do read a lot of news. I didn't come across this one, but...
2: Well, this was, like... This was, like, on Fox News Inside Edition. It was on MSBC. It was on Yahoo. So, Mm -hmm. I was, like, oh, you'll probably see this. So, an Indian man woke up at his own funeral just before being buried, um, his family said. And Muhammad Burkwan Burkhan Uh, Twenty was reportedly declared dead Monday after his family informed the private hospital where he was being treated that they would no longer be able to afford his medical bills. He had been admitted in the hospital in June after an accident, um, knocked him unconscious, and then um, devastated. We were preparing for his burial when Mm -hmm. some of us saw movement in his limbs. And the brother, one of his brothers um, said that we immediately took him to another hospital, a different hospital, Mm -hmm. where the doctor said he was alive and they put him on a ventilator. There we go, support. So a doctor treating him now said that he's in critical condition but is definitely not brain dead. He has a pulse, blood pressure and His reflexes are working. The doctor's who was not identified, said he had been put on ventilator support and that they had declared,
1: uh, I read this wrong. That's okay. <laughs> and it says, I don't know
2: how, but that's not even making sense when I'm rereading it. It's, it's exactly what I said. The hospital that declared him dead will be investigated. There we go.
1: Yeah, that I did sense. read
2: it wrong. So in my head the first time
0: well like, when you first said the headline i'm like oh my god it was he but i thought he was like you know awake and hey i'm, I'm but still they here.
2: were at his funeral
0: that's crazy it's he it, was
2: in the casket it's a good thing he's in a, in a the...
0: culture where they're not cremating him, <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: well they would have embalmed him yeah so i mean it's that's insane this happens all the time like I'm sure right away when i was reading this i'm like the survival casket, like the bell remember the bell, remember? Yep. The bell with oh, yeah. the string? Yeah. And: I remember, I just I've went seen through stories all of people
0: things. who found caskets with, you know, fingernail scrapings inside the that caskets.: was that's Only freaky.
2: one time, that only happened once, right. and that's where the survival casket yeah. came, came from, um, with the bell. But there was like a myth that it was like they were bring, resurrecting a bunch of these things. And they found it in all these caskets. Well, they weren't opening the caskets. They were just moving them. So that's a myth. Mm, okay. They happened to open a casket to investigate stuff. And there were scratches on his it it. hands. You could tell we're all ripped up. Yeah. And so it was one report.
1: Mm, okay. So. Well, that's still free.
2: I did a lot of research on that. Because I was like, ooh, maybe I'll talk about the survival <laughs> casket. <laughs> Didn't print anything for it, but here I am now talking about it. (laughs) Can you
0: imagine, like, you're not dead, but not only did the world think you were dead, you were almost gonna be dead, because, like, it was almost over. I hope he, you know, recovers. Hopefully. See,
2: and I even was, I found on subreddit, they were talking about this on here, too. Mm -hmm. That was the other reason why I'm like, oh, I bet he...
0: Yeah, it's on and I might come. There were like 14 comments when
2: I went through this, and it was kind of funny. Like, doctors declared him dead on Monday, but coincidentally, only after the man family, man's family pulled the hospital that they looked after him, they no longer had the funds to pay I, When you care. said that, I was kind of but a little sick to a, my stomach when you He was in a private that. hospital. Yeah. No, I get it's it. It's just like here, if they're in a private hospital, it happens No, I'm
0: not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen here. It's just sad that somebody it has is to sad. be like, you know, we can't afford this anymore. So then the doctor says, okay, well, then he's dead. <laughs> That's horrible.
2: He's dead. We're going to take him off the ventilator. A lot, lot cheaper to take care
0: of him if, uh, if we declare him dead, you know, instead of...
2: Yeah, and then another one, this one's kind of funny. I feel like this is a bare minimum that should be required at med school. Question one, is the patient dead? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so. it probably should be a minimum. <laughs>
2: yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. So.
0: But then again, you know, speaking of is the patient dead, the the definition of death isn't the same for everybody. So it's a tough No, tough, it's tough really
2: not. It you could know, be... Is, Brain dead. You could be
0: brain dead, heart still beating, body's still working fine, but brain's not there, and a lot of people consider that dead. Some people do, some people don't. It I, depends I, on more.
2: I, I would think that's dead. Who would want to be in a vegetative state in a bed? It might be
0: the best time in your life. I've really never been there. You're brain dead.
2: <laughs> You're not functioning. I work with people
0: who are brain dead all the time. They seem to have just fine lives.
2: They seem to talk too. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so. But with that, the other thing that I did pull up was how to survive being buried alive in a coffin.
0: How to survive it, huh?
2: Mm-hmm. So, Dabin Hiskia, back in 2010, he had wrote up a blog for this. Um, he had said people had asked him to write survival something, how to mm-hmm. survive getting out. And I was like, seriously, there were like three pages of this. And I'm just going to kind of sum it up real quick. Yeah. But it's like, first, don't panic. For one, are you weeping? me? <coughs> dead. I'm I'm dead, and I'm in this coffin. Nobody is coming for me. Okay, if I wasn't dead, I'm back. now going to die. Yeah. So end of asphyxiation. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: Just how I want to go.
2: So it's kind of saying, don't panic, if anything, kind of meditate, but don't put yourself, because it'll help with the oxygen levels. Don't put yourself in a meditative state, though, because mm. that's not going to help you either. It's just going to prolong your state, and you won't be doing anything to try to get out.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, it says that nowadays, um, the first thing to check to see is if you have a cell phone on you. <laughs> Because it's becoming an increasing thing to be buried. I can imagine, yeah.
0: Burying people with their cell phone, I'm sure, is popular.
2: So, um, yeah, if you don't have a cell phone. Hope they
0: didn't shut the data
2: off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you don't have a cell phone, if your relatives were cheap, they buried you in a nice, firmly, or they buried you in a nice, firm, flimsy. There we go. Mm. I'm wanting to think good, supportive. Flimsy coffin. This is nearly the best case scenario. If you get out of this, you'll be ever thankful for the cheap construction of your presumed final (laughs) resting place. So at this point, I'm going, okay, this is now a joke. Like, they're Mm -hmm. joking now. Thank God. (laughs) So then it advises you to take your shirt most of the way off by pulling it up over your head so it comes off inside out. but doesn't come all the way off. Think hockey fight. To that your shirt is basically now inside out over your head. Now tie off the top of this so it's sealed. Well, it's for a filtration system. So okay. When you start kicking it in, and yeah. that way you're not breathing. In yeah, dirt. It makes
1: sense. Makes sense. <laughs> for
0: a second there, I'm like, are we going to rob a bank? when we
2: get out? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> but it proceeds to say to kind of kick the bottom of it, but make sure that way you can like get to the top of the coffin quickly as possible in case it collapses. <laughs> And then it starts saying that you need to flip yourself when you get the hole at the feet to Mm -hmm. flip yourself. And I'm thinking, who can fold themselves inside out in a coffin? Because usually it's made to fit. Yeah, it's
1: usually (laughs) not to move
2: around. (laughs) There's no room to do a 180 and get your head down toward your feet. But then you'd start digging. And usually, on a good case scenario, only five feet down opposed to the six. six. (laughs) And you should be able to get out of there because most likely you're at least five foot tall. <laughs> this was a pretty good read. That,
0: that that it's it sounds almost like one of those uh for dummies books like Escaping the Grave for Dummies.
2: It kinda is
0: because uh, it yeah. I, I was actually reading it, I think it was the anniversary. I don't remember how long those books have been around, but it's like a big anniversary this year just recently. Um the first one was DOS for Dummies.
2: Yeah, I had um, networking yep. for dummies and, and the college paid for that. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. And that was like.
0: I was reading an article the other day. That
2: was like almost 20 years ago.
0: I was reading an article the other day and like the guy who wrote the first for dummies book, it was a kind of a joke. Um, somebody said, you know, you should write a manual that dummies like me can understand. And this guy was like, oh, that's a really good idea. And oh, i spurred this, you know, literally billion dollar brand name.
2: What was the first book ever? It was
0: DOS for Dummies.
2: That was the first, that was the one. first one. I thought it was something else. Nope. Okay.
0: Yeah, kind of crazy. But hey, so if you're ever buried alive, make sure you. If you're buried alive and you have your phone on you, make sure you've downloaded <laughs> episode 11 of Outlandish Outcasts. <laughs> that way you can listen to what we have to say and you'll survive.
2: Um, if before you die, yeah. tell your family you want to be buried with your cell phone and not to shut it off for at least a week after you've been married. That's a good there. idea. That's a good and idea. And if you see my phone pop up, my phone number pop up, um, it's not a ghost.
0: <laughs> and then have it, have it set up actually in your will so one of your family members knows to actually take that cell phone and call people with
2: it. <laughs> Don't freak
1: them out. That well, would be a good idea. I
2: was even thinking when I was reading that, like, and if you have your cell phone and I'm thinking that's going to creep people out like could you imagine you're driving down the road and you look and this person's name's popping up oh on gosh. your phone yeah, and you're means. like I just uh-uh. left their funeral what is going on this is not happening like no
0: no no I, I, would, was, like, I would, would not be answering, answering that more call.
2: than anything
0: yeah, I would probably die because I wouldn't answer that call like, Uh
2: uh-uh. mom you need to I come get know. me nope. but we just buried you I know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: No, no, nope. I don't want to talk to dead people.
2: Why not? It's super fun. You should um, try it sometime.
0: Um, nah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was it for the week. Uh, you can always send us an email: outlandishoutcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are also on Facebook.
2: We are. We're Outlandish Outcast podcast.
0: We will uh, post some pictures on Facebook this week of a store, couple of stories we went through. I'll get some poop museum pictures up there. and
2: I'll do Fordlandia. Yeah, and I'll get a link for their website. Cause they do have that website. And I'll even post the link for this survival. Yeah,
0: well, good <laughs> idea. Maybe survival. you want to keep it in your pocket. You, know? you
2: can print it off, definitely, and kind of go idea. through it yourself. and
0: Make just, sure you know how to survive being buried alive.
2: Yep, buried alive for dummies. All right,
0: well, if... Either one of us is still here next week and not buried alive. We will be here with another episode. I don't know.
2: If you cast gas,
0: though. No. Well, can you bury me with the microphone? Why? Well, maybe I'll podcast
2: from the dead. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) That might be
2: interesting.
0: We'll be back again next Thursday with another episode. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.